This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Kelly Okeson about bioinformatics and genome sequencing in a public health lab. Dr. Okeson is a bioinformatics and genomics research analyst with the Utah Department of Health. Welcome, Dr. Okeson. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What are the functions of a public health lab and what part do you play in the Utah Public Health Laboratory? Well, public health laboratories uh, have many core functions. Um, for example, they assist in disease prevention, control, surveillance. Um, they also help out with food safety, environmental health, and protection, uh, even in newborn screening uh, for congenital disorders in newborn babies. Uh, we also provide support to local clinical laboratories to help confirm their test results as well. Um, at the Utah Public Health Laboratory, uh, I oversee the area of the lab uh, that performs pulsed field gel electrophoresis, also known as PFGE. Uh, I also do whole genome sequencing, uh, and I take care of all the bioinformatic analyses as well here. Okay, so what does sequence data in a public health lab do for us? Uh, well, whole genome sequence data provides a very high-resolution tool uh, for everything from identifying what types of microbes or viruses you might have in any given sample uh, to determining antimicrobial resistance and identifying clusters of related microbes in the case of a foodborne illness outbreak. And following on that, what is next-generation sequencing? Well, next-generation sequencing is a, a very high-throughput, massively parallel method for sequencing DNA. Uh, it allows uh, us to quickly generate huge amounts of data uh, and DNA sequence in a very short period of time. Um, we can sequence all of the DNA in a bacterium at over 50 times depth in just under two days. I understand that the ability of the sequencing to work optimally is dependent on bioinformatics. Can you explain this to us? Uh, yeah, so next-generation sequencing generates a lot of sequence data that needs to be translated into meaningful biological information. You know, what do we do with all of these A's, T's, and C's? What, what do they all mean? Um, in order to do this, we need to use computational tools. You know, with so much data that's being generated, we need to use computers to help us understand what's going on. So bioinformatics combines computer science and biology in order to make heads or tails out of all of this sequence data we're making. And what is the purpose of your perspective in the EID journal? Uh, the purpose of our perspective in EID uh, was really to help public health laboratories around the country understand some of the basics of, of typical bioinformatic uh, pipelines and analyses, right, to help illustrate that they can be flexible in terms of what types of computer technologies they can use and the types of analyses they can do. And what are some of the obstacles to getting proper bioinformatics in labs? Well, I think there are, are several kind of large obstacles that are really preventing laboratories from, from doing proper bioinformatics. Um, I think a general lack uh, of understanding as to what bioinformatics is and how important it is, especially when dealing with next-generation sequence data. Uh, fear, you know, I think laboratories hear the term bioinformatics and it conjures up these, these visions, visions of huge rooms full of computers and all these guys sitting down in front of a, you know, a tech screen writing code from scratch. Um, I also think, you know, finding people who have the proper skill set to perform bioinformatics is a challenge as well. And are there tools to overcome these obstacles? 
Yeah, there are some tools to help overcome uh, these obstacles. Uh, the CDC's Office of Advanced Molecular Detection uh, is doing a great job of helping educate people on what bioinformatics is and how it's being applied. Um, there are more and more options for uh, commercial software that allow laboratories uh, without people with computer science backgrounds perform these advanced analyses. Um, there's even a handful of bioinformatics working in different states that are helping out each other. Uh, we formed our own kind of little community. Uh, Staff B is what we're calling it. And it's a working group and a support group uh, for state public health labs and, and bioinformaticians uh, to help each other out. You know, we're an active group that was formed to help each other and advocate for bioinformatics at the state level. Can you tell us what the public health impact of bioinformatics is? Yeah, bioinformatics has a wide-ranging impact on public health. Um, there are many examples of bioinformatics and, and next-generation sequencing uh, helping to quickly solve foodborne illness outbreaks and, and pinpoint the cause of where uh, those microbes came from. Um, bioinformatics is playing a huge role in addressing the spread of antimicrobial resistance in bacteria by analyzing how these bacteria are sharing and swapping the genes responsible. Uh, and we're actually here in Utah trying to apply bioinformatics to newborn screening and developing new uh, sequencing methods for, for detecting um, these congenital um, defects and, and metabolic disorders um, really early on. Uh, and there are many more examples. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us about the bioinformatics pipeline developed by the Utah Public Health Lab. Um, the pipeline we developed here is essentially a set of programs that we kind of run one after another that takes the sequence data we generate and performs several different analyses on that data. Uh, we start with the raw sequence that comes off of our sequencers, uh, and we perform quality control on that data. And this ensures that the, the A, C, T's, and G's that we generate, we can have high confidence in those, that they are, really are an A, C, T, or G. Uh, next, we perform de novo genome assembly on, on those sequence reads for each of our isolates. Uh, this takes all of those short fragments of DNA that we sequence and puts them back together to generate a complete genome sequence. Um, with, that, with that genome sequence, uh, we then find all of the protein coding genes in those genomes and annotate them with the proper gene name and function. Now, this allows us to look for genes involved in, let's say, antimicrobial resistance, or virulence genes, uh, or toxin genes, and so on. Now, after we know the inventory of protein coding genes in an isolate, we can compare those inventories between isolates. So let's say we want to determine how related a group of isolates are. Well, we can go in and extract all of those shared homologous protein coding genes, build a nucleotide alignment, and then build a phylogenetic tree using maximum likelihoods. Uh, and this allows us then to kind of compare these genomes to each other and see how related they are and see if they share uh, a common evolutionary history. Um, one really kind of unique thing about our pipeline is we are not relying on comparing our sequence data to any kind of database or previously generated whole genome sequence. We are reference-free. What do you see as the public health impact of the pipeline? I think one of the biggest impacts um, will be how other states can, can see how what we're doing here in Utah and use that as an example so they can start developing their own pipelines. You know, this will uh, allow states to, to start immediately using all of their sequence data that they're generating and, and applying it to their own local public health issues, like solving their own local foodborne illness outbreaks. 
Um, I think in a larger context, however, bioinformatics and public health can have positive impacts not only on infectious disease, but also, in, again, in newborn screening. I think applying what we've learned about next-generation sequencing and bioinformatics for microbes can be used collaboratively across all of public health. Thank you, Dr. Okeson. I've been talking with Dr. Kelly Okeson about his September 2017 article, Bioinformatic Analyses of Whole Genome Sequence Data in a Public Health Laboratory, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.